everybody welcome to another episode of two scout geeks and i'm here with my buddy john how's it going man hey it's going pretty good man yeah so this is an exciting episode man we've got yes. some really cool stuff we're going to be talking about solar flare mindbender the electric black and we have special guests in the house man tell everybody who that is yeah, we have rich woodall and joseph schmalky yeah, two awesome, awesome guys. We're going to be talking about Electric Black and Electric Black Presents, where they they may even drop a little a little knowledge on us that nobody has heard yet. So, uh, so stay tuned for that one. You guys are not going to want to miss out on this cool stuff that we we're going to be talking to them about. So, stay tuned for that one. But first of all. John, we got to be talking about Solar Flare, and this episode is actually called The Trade Deal, because we're going to be telling you guys a little bit about the trades. These are all in trade right now. You guys can go to, to scout.com and type in Solar Flare, Mindbender, and Electric Black, and buy them all in trade, and I suggest you guys do that because these are all really, really great books. Um, you know, one of us may or may not like one of them. But stay tuned for that one, uh, John. I, uh, before I go into the synopsis or or the or the the log line of this book here, uh, what did what was your first impressions of Solar Flare? Uh, just the idea, because um, um, it sounded like more of an intellectual property of what would happen kind of scenario uh-huh. with Solar Flares. Because I mean, science <laughs> class they always we do Solar Flare this and that, but yeah. uh, kind of the idea of like maybe teaching a little bit while it's at it Mm -hmm. yeah so so the 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 one thing and this was written by james hike and uh branko jovanovic and uh song yi so and and so this one is actually really cool and and the kind of thing that james hike kind of says he says think the walking dead but scientific so mm-hmm. like like that's the quick one sentence log line there. Um, uh, let me give you guys a little synopsis, and I'm gonna read this from just the first issue, because uh, I just we read just the first issue of each of these books, so we can kind of just jump in a little bit. I actually read a little bit further than the first issue on this this book because it is that good, and I just couldn't put it down. <laughs> it was so much that my wife was like, "Come on, when are you gonna be done reading that?" So uh, let me let me read this to you guys really quick. Where were you when the world went dark? The world has been plunged into darkness and society as we know it has launched into chaos. Jake Clifford was just a regular guy, a man trying to achieve greatness in his career and a father doing his best to be the man his daughter deserved. That is, until a solar flare makes contact with Earth, wiping out all electricity and modern technology with one fatal blow. Now Jake must adapt to this new world, hoping to one day be reunited with his daughter, who was states away when the lights went out. John, I gotta tell you, man, this this first issue was super cool. 
obviously it is one of those ones where you're going to be introduced to characters. You're going to understand kind of what goes on here in this, in this uh, world here. The lights go out because solar flare obviously uh, wipes everything out. Everybody wakes up in total darkness. Uh, man, I, I, I love this kind of thought. I, I kind of get the whole where you're going to kind of say it's like walking dead, but with science, <laughs> I get it. Yeah. But, but it, it, it kind of is uh, at least this first issue, but kind of not as well. Um, I, I'm into this man. And, and now they have this one's, this one's what option for TV or streaming. Yes, this was one of the now. first ones they, they announced was option. And I mean, it's yeah. obvious why, because yeah, uh, even the book, how it's written, it's written like like if it were a TV show, like oh, definitely, uh, yeah, each episode kind of thing. And I think that has to do with a little bit of what uh, James Hike's background, right? Isn't he like some kind of? Doesn't he? Is, isn't he involved in that world or or somebody? I, I think so. Well, because even the book itself, um, there's three volumes, but they call them seasons. So it's season yeah. one, season two, season three. So even the books themselves refer to themselves as a TV show. Yeah, so they they went into this already thinking of it as kind of like a TV kind of, and that's the way it feels. You when you read this, it definitely does play out as as if it was a movie and or or a TV show, and, and that's kind of the way I got it. The the beats of each of these these pages and these and these uh, panels here definitely feel like the, when when they cut to a different scene it would feel like that's when the cuts are for the show and stuff so uh, i thought it was really smart to kind of do that the 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 it, writing was on point the dialogue was it was really great it definitely made you understand the characters and and, and kind of where they are and and it's really really cool i i like the um there was one thing though that i kind of did not understand uh, was was Jake's buddy and and, and uh the guy that that uh that the batting cages you, you see, I I couldn't really get a grasp on his character and who he kind of was and where he's gonna be falling into this story. So that is the yeah. one thing that I didn't that I didn't get. Yeah, but uh, yeah, there was a few char- few times where that was, but um, I overall like I mean this story just really like uh caught me just because um i did the same as you i started reading past the first issue yeah is um it's it's knowledgeable too like mm-hmm. it's not writing about a subject that one it doesn't know or doesn't understand it's yeah. writing also with it trying to tell everyone who's reading it to give them like it's not oh it's a solar flare and that's your story it's oh here's yeah. how it works why it would work mm-hmm. what it would mean like so it explains itself also which is one of those things that i really liked it yeah. It, it made sure and it did it in a way where it didn't just feel like it was like here this is us explaining to you it felt mm-hmm. uh, natural with the story and how they did it i definitely agree one of my favorite pages is there one of the first ones when you see the sun and the actual three and there's three different panels they're taking up the whole page and it shows the sun and the solar flare coming out that was such a cool visual for me when i saw that at first i was like wow i actually stayed on those pages to kind of just look at it and even it was it was simple it, it it was really cool and the way they kind of 
you know, go back and forth in, in the in time here, telling you they give you like a little bit of of it tells you March eighth, and then it kind of goes day by day, and you kind of takes you through the day and the different times of things and situations happening as you in the back of your mind, you know that the solar flare is going to happen, and it's showing you what's going on and really really super interesting uh story here i'm all in man i'm ready to finish this this trade and they've got to, it, i think it, it's it's completely finished at this point right i think it yes. is uh, yeah. well i mean it's got three seasons we haven't read it all so it's finished so far but yeah i mean you don't know especially since this is option for tv it could be something they could come back to so yeah we'd kind of have to read all of it and find out for ourselves I'm 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 all in on this one, man. I'm ready to finish this one. I'm a, I'm probably gonna pick up the the next two uh, trades here. Super cool, man. You got anything else to talk about this one? Uh no. That also this is uh this is one that um it's gonna be kind of harder to find the single issues unless you go to the Scout website because yeah. it is one of more of their original titles. Uh huh. So if you're looking for it, you're probably gonna find it easier as the trade or yeah. just go to the Scout website. And and right now, uh, issue one is sitting at fifteen dollars, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, so and and issue well, there, two, there is a second print of issue one that's five. So there is yeah. a there is a cheaper. But if you want the original copy, yeah, you got to go fifteen. And then same thing with issue two. Issue two is at ten bucks. So uh, those are probably both first printings. So I mean, you guys mm-hmm. can get your hands on them, but it, you're going to pay a little a pretty penny there for them. Uh, you know, when you would have bought them when they first came out at three ninety nine. So. Uh, it like like with these scout titles, guys. When you hear a scout title, a new one, new number one coming out, I suggest you guys go out and grab it because man, the a lot of these things that we they are coming out with this news, and we'll talk about a little bit of the new news that just came out uh, within the last couple of days, and I'll have John tell us a little bit about that. Uh, but super cool, guys. Uh, let's let's leave it there because we can go all day talking about this stuff. But let's move on to our second book here really quick. And John, tell us what that is. So the next book we are going to talk about is Mindbender. Uh, And the synopsis for that is at the tender age of seven, Alexander Oberman witnessed the gruesome deaths of his parents in a horrendous explosion as a result of his own mind tapping into a previously unknown powerful source. How Alex survived has been a mystery. Physically, he was fine minus a few burns, but mentally he withdrew into himself, into his mind. For 16 years, Alex hadn't uttered a solitary word or a voluntary movement of his own until now. Those that would use his destruction abilities have been awaiting Alex's awakening. Now that wait has ended and the world will soon learn the true potential of man, of mankind. But will Alex be the vanguard of the world or will he be responsible for its annihilation so man when i when this this is what got me i read this log line and i said "Ooh, let's do this i'm all about it uh i love these kind of stories these kind of uh obviously mind bending stories <laughs> uh that is uh that that pun intended but uh super super cool i i i and then and then for the volume one the artwork, the cover art was so cool to me. I I had to I had to uh, pick it up and read it. I I actually I only read the first chapter here, the first issue here, and I liked it. I it it definitely drew me in, 
and I was pretty excited. That first few pages there of this book was really cool. Um, But you you kind of differed on on this a little bit, right? Yes, I actually did not really like Mindbender. It wasn't for me. Um, There there were a couple of things. One, um, the writing uh, was good, but I felt like there was a few things that kind of just jumped into something where it was. You know, just, uh, oh, this is why, and okay. or this happened. And it, it kind of turned me off because it felt like there wasn't much of an explanation. Okay. And then the art, um, the artist is actually fantastic because, like, as you said, the covers are done by him, and the yeah. covers are fantastic. And a lot of the yeah. art in the book is fantastic. Yeah. But when we get to the smaller panels of uh, the book, there's a lot of the times the characters' faces are mm-hmm. scrunched, it feels, okay. like where it's trying to show wrinkles or something. I see that, And it just yeah. feels like where it's a, a – it, it's too scrunched and stuff. Now, yeah, that's, I guess that's preference for me more than anything of just uh, okay. art style. I mean, the artist is amazing. Cause like yeah. the, the covers for these books are fantastic. So we got, and it just feels like when he has more room to draw mm-hmm. that the, the better the, the art is. Yeah. So we got writer James Pruitt on this one and then artist and cover artist Rodrigo DeLuca on this one. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I can see where you're coming from that with, on that uh, point of view there. Um, there are some moments where, where he's, he does great. And I did notice a couple of different times. Like I was in those first few pages there. Um, you see the, the mother and the father of, of this guy and, and, and they kind of look very similar and their faces, they kind of, you kind of get, I got the feeling from the artwork. I was like, Ooh, these people are kind of jerky. And the father is kind of a jerk a little bit. The way he was speaking to his wife and kids, I'm just like, dude, you're, yeah, you're kind of a D bag, <laughs> but maybe it's just, maybe they were doing that on purpose. And then the way he drew, drew, um, uh, this this young man at, at a young age here, I was like, ooh, these are really creepy looking faces. So I can understand where you say that you didn't, you, you this art style was not completely for you. And it doesn't do anything horrible to the story, guys. Like, now take these things with, with a grain of salt. Don't, yeah, it doesn't hurt the story at all. Like, um, that's just me, like, how I like <laughs> looking at a book and everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and at these the are... same time, like the story stuff, if you don't like, I sometimes read too much into a thing where, and I always, I actually make mm-hmm. fun of people who assume uh, some people who do that, where they, <laughs> where they're like, well, how did this, well, that doesn't explain this. It doesn't explain this where sometimes it doesn't need to. It's just trying mm-hmm. to give you the story. Yeah. Um, But it, for me, it just, it, for myself, it was where I was like, mm, it kind of bothered me a bit. Okay. Now, overall I ended up, actually reading the full trade because oh, wow. since I actually had a few things that kind of like turned me off at first, I wanted to see if uh-huh. that changed throughout the book and it's a great read. It actually is. Um, and mm-hmm. it is a great book. It's just, it's still like those few things did bother me. Okay. So it's not that it's bad or anything like that. It's actually yeah. a great book. And especially if you like any books that are about like, um, mind different dimension, like just yeah. like stories like that. It's a great book for me though. It just wasn't for me. It just okay. didn't catch me. Okay. And, and, and that's okay. You know, we don't have to like every single thing, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and, and that does not necessarily mean that 
everybody's going to hate this. Like I liked it and I, and I kind of got past that. And, and I do understand where you're coming from because you know, this doctor here in the, in the story here, he, he, he there's one panel there where he's kind of giving this side face and his eyes are like creepy. And I'm just like, dude, what's going on with this guy? So I, yeah. the, so the artwork kind of, it doesn't, it does not like take away from the story, but it kind of changes the story for me because it makes me think, is this guy? This guy's up to something more, and it made me wonder: Is that what they're going here for, or is this just a regular kind of guy here? So sometimes the artwork, the way the artwork looks, and the way that they they kind of portray the faces and things like that, can make and change the story by making you believe that something is that these people have an ulterior motive. Now I haven't read the full trade, so I don't know if this doctor has an ulterior motive or not. But if he does not, then and 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 in the beginning of the story, it made me feel that way. So then now now the artwork is kind of messing with the story a little bit, right? But but yeah. the, but so the so there's the thing there. But I got over that, and I liked the story. I loved this first first issue here. Uh, it, 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 this is my kind of story here, where it kind of takes you into these different dimensions and kind of takes you into this guy's mind. And does he have powers? And how does he have these powers? And what happens here? Uh, so I'm all in for this one, man. I'm actually gonna finish the trade and and kind of see where it goes. Now, if it takes me to a place kind of like it did with you, where it makes me feel like mm, I can't get past that art style with and it kind of messes with the story. Well, then that's my own own opinion, right? But nobody else yeah. has to share that. But like us right now, you don't. This one's not for you, and I'm all about it. So, so uh, th- and that was kind of us last week with Fish Eyes. Like you're gonna yeah. have preferences or like books that aren't your read. Yeah. Uh, and that's just the thing. Like uh, tons of people are going to be really into our uh, uh, two people we'll have on after with horror books. Oh yeah. But at the same time, yeah. there's people who can't handle horror at all so even in a, a written or drawn aspect so <laughs> yeah like it's like not uh, for everybody so. we have we're gonna have we're gonna have joseph smalky on here and he did murder hobo and it, tons <laughs> of people love murder hobo right but I, i'll i'll read it i read it once i've got two covers of my own and that i own but I don't know if I'm going to continue on with purchasing the books because it was just really rough. But, you know, yeah. uh, I actually I might. We'll see how it goes because we're, we, we're going to be talking to them. Maybe we get a little insight on what the, what that's what the next issue is going to look like. But uh, uh, <laughs> it was a, it was a rough read, man, but it's all good. Uh, but we don't have to like everything. You know what I mean? And that's the that's the good thing about being a comic book collector, reader. There's stuff out there that's not going to be for you, and that is not bad. It's not bad. Yeah. Uh, you you don't all you also don't have to be negative about it. You know, this guy's a great artist. He's an amazing uh, artist, and he and he and dude, he's doing it. We're not doing it, so <laughs> he's doing something right. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> all right, you got anything else to talk about this book? Uh, no, that's it for me. All right, let's let's take a small little moment to talk a little bit about some news then, because. There was a scout dropped some more news on us, man, and they've got a new contract, right? Yes, they have uh, another new big thing they announced. They announced that they now are uh, making uh, toys. They are in with uh, a new company called Tracker Collectibles Toy Line awesome. that will be making figures and stuff uh, for 
uh, many of the properties for Scout, hopefully all Super of them. Cool, yeah. Um, but it will be head by uh, Peter Goral, writer and creator of uh, Phantom Starkiller, and uh, Draco Knucklebus Duster, which is also huge because mm-hmm. technically we haven't really seen anything for Draco yet. Okay. So it means we are also getting at some point we'll probably be getting his story as well. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Joseph Smalky is actually going to be on board as chief creative officer. Yes. So super cool about that one too. Um, man, this is some big big news, guys. Uh, so we're going to get some really cool toys from our favorite properties from Scout Comics. Uh, I'm excited. How 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 empty are your pockets going to be, John? <laughs> uh, uh, they're already empty because they already announced uh, the first two will be coming out. Oh, what um, is that? They uh, oh, I lost my my spot. Oh, um, it will be out uh, October 21st at 11 a.m. Eastern time. Oh, they will be releasing the first figure is a five by five point five inch soft vinyl figure of the Count Draco Knuckle Duster. Mm-hmm. And there will only be, and that's the other thing. These are going to be limited quantities. They're not going to be something that you're going to get tons of. There's a limit of a hundred for $59.99. Oh, wow. Uh, there will be a second. That is a three inch Maval soft vinyl, three colored marble glow in the dark figure of uh, Goral's Phantom Star Killer. Ooh. That'll be $39.99. And so the, the thing is, is they're not coming out with just uh, regular figures to start with. They're yeah. coming out with more of like, uh, pretty significant sized uh, oh, man. Uh, like collectible figures too. I made the biggest mistake and and uh, got my Christmas present early, John. Because <laughs> <laughs> man, I really want a Phantom Star Killer to sit on my shelf, man. While yeah, I same. Oh man, that would be so cool to have, man. But <sighs> uh, forty bucks and then and then to to, to kind of convince my wife to let me do that. Along with some more stuff that we're going to be talking to uh, to these guys here next, uh, they've got some really great news to drop on us, man. You guys are going to want to sit back and wait for that one because uh, super cool stuff coming out of Scout. Uh, John, yes. is there any more news? Um, one thing is if you uh, buy from stores that work directly with Scout or if you want your store to do that, mm-hmm. contact them and talk to them. Because Scout has officially started dropping some of uh, the ash cans for books that are coming out mm-hmm. early. Oh, and yeah, as in that. early, I mean, they are not even out on their website yet. They are wow. coming to the stores first to help the stores push the books, but also to help the stores uh, really sell and get things going for themselves. Yeah. So we have for sure that I've seen by the horns, the ash mm-hmm. can is out for that uh, cult of Icarus. Mm-hmm. We also have, um, Oh, where is it? Um, I'm trying to scroll and see if I can uh, think of oh, Kill Cheleth, which is huge because I know a lot of people are yeah. on that. That is now at stores. The ash can for that is already in mm. stores that are working directly with Scout. You also have um, uh, oh man, there were so many. Rabbit World has officially hit the stores. Okay. Um, uh, oh, one of the big ones for me, Soul Stream. So some oh. of the kids lines have get uh, ash cans. Uh, yeah. Soulstream and Mapmaker have both hit. Soulstream I've seen selling out because I've been pushing this book like crazy. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Talon Seed of Darkness has hit, and um, and I think there was one more, but I can't remember. And the other thing is they just announced another new book that's been added to the Scout uh, family is called Volume. Volume, oh, yeah. sorry, Volume. Yeah. Um, 
which is another big title for them. So they've got mm. a lot of books. They're still adding titles. They're still yeah. releasing titles like crazy. But so contact your stores and try to see if you can either get them to get with Scout to become a store that buys directly for them mm-hmm. or to at least see if they already are and uh, get those books while you can. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we, we say this almost every week, guys. When there is new Scout content coming out, you need to be the first to grab it up because it's not going to be there long. They are they are catapulting themselves into something amazing and they are growing this this really freaking cool thing. And I'm glad that we are doing this show because man, there's some really cool stuff coming out uh from our favorite comic book imprint, Scout Comics. Head on over there now, grab your stuff up. You're not going to want to miss out. John we got anything else? Not for now. Just waiting for this big part now. All right. Let's let's before we head on to the next part of our show, let's take a small break. And when we do, we're gonna come back with two creators, the two creators of the electric black. You guys ready? You better be. Are you ready? We're gonna be back with Rich Woodall and Joseph Smalky. We'll see you guys in a second. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, everybody, we are back from a break. And like we told you guys, we have something really special for you. We're going to be talking about two two guys from the Electric Black series. We're going to be talking to Joseph Smalky and Rich Woodall. How's it going, guys? Good, good. We appreciate you guys hanging out, man. And I'm we're, we're here with John still. And, man, John, what did you think about this book? Number one, I know you've read it. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was one of the first series that uh, got me into Scout and just the following it had like it was a lot of the books uh, like people liked, but there was just a mass following for this book. And it shows like through the writing, the art and everything of why there are so many people that are invested in this and why it's getting so big. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate it. Yeah, uh, this one. This one's really cool, guys. Like I when I read this, I was all in uh, like I was a little weary. I'm going to say it outright. I was a little weary because I was like, well, what is this electric black all about? Let me read this stuff. I've heard people tell me what it was about. John's kind of spoken to me a little bit about it. I was like, all right, I need to just jump in and read it myself. And when I read it, I was like, ooh, this is awesome. This is like, you know what it reminded me of? And I'm sure you guys get this a lot, like uh, Tales from the Crypt, kind of like when they tell the stories and all that stuff. And I was like, ooh, I know exactly what this is going to be. I love this. Uh, I love these little mini stories that that this guy, that Julius tells. I was all about it, man. And and then I know you guys did a Kickstarter earlier this year. I don't want to spoil anything too much about that, but we get very much the same stuff man and uh, tell us a little bit about number one tell us a little bit about electric black and then we can go into the uh the kickstarter there sure so electric black uh initially did start off as sort of a uh, tales from the crypt uh you know multiple stories within a um a larger 
so there, there's like an overhauling story, you know, that's, that's the, the shop itself. And then inside the shop, there are all these cursed objects that each have their own tail. But as we started like developing and flushing out the story, we found yeah. that the, uh, the main character, Julius Black and all of his employees were like richer source material yeah. to work with. And the side stories, as you can tell through the series, they start to get smaller because they're not as important as the, the larger yeah. story. So we, we kind of pulled a, a fast one when we <laughs> initially pitched it. We were like, this is going to be like Tales from the Crypt. <laughs> and then we were like, no, it's not. <laughs> we're going to do whatever the hell we want. And uh, so I think that's where the draw comes from. It is that we have the, you know, you don't just have a Crypt Keeper. You've got like, yeah. You want to know more about this guy and he's more interesting yeah. than just like random side stuff that goes on. But all of those side stories are like great vessels for me and Rich to, you know, we have all these like quick ideas or like, we're like, wouldn't that be cool if you told a story about this? And we're able to do that. Right. right. Like the other day we were talking about, we won't spoil it, <laughs> but we, we do this all the time. We, yeah. we have an idea and we're like, that'd be a cool like story, but you don't really want to see like a 12 issue series about it. You want right. to see like a 10 page story. So yeah. we can fit that into the electric black because it's usually always yeah. revolving around some sort of object or something. And, like and which is which is how electric black presents came about, right? You can, you tell these little yeah, stories. So we wanted to do a deeper dive yeah. on all the the main characters and stuff, and we, we thought it we, we we there's Junebug, Jack, Roy, uh, Julius, Erebus. These are all main characters. Mm-hmm. But we wanted to focus on characters that had more of a highlight in the first four issues and leading into issue the, the next series as well. So we chose the the top four characters, and, and that came down to uh, the Yellow Stranger mm-hmm. and Roy. And you know very little about the Yellow Stranger, even by issue four. You just know right. it's a it's a thing that's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, Roy is our big guy that's like trapped in the basement that they've been feeding body parts to and stuff. <laughs> and then, of course, there's Julius. Uh, are the proprietor he's he's a big deal yeah and Erebus who you come to find out um don't want to ruin it but <laughs> he, he plays a big role and you'll figure out why in the electric black presents number two okay. which is Julius and Erebus story issue number one focuses on the yellow stranger and Roy I love it one of my favorite things about uh the series when I read it too was that you jump into it and it it starts uh, chapter by chapter of giving you those stories where it's like he talks about an item when he shows it off and then you mm-hmm. fall into the story. But I love that, uh, especially uh, the room, how it's just put out there is also it gave that uh, feel to the reader where not only like you want to know more about each one of those things, but you see all the other items. And especially by the end of the book, you see things happen to some of the the people who break right. in trying to get like, power and stuff where you see them like the mm-hmm. snow globe and stuff where there's more items now that we can just look around the room, really get interested in. And it built like a universe where there's so much potential too, because just the, that one room gives us enough to say, well, I mean, I've got enough here for, I want to read another thousand (laughs) issues of every item in here, but it it really built a world where you can get invested into because it's just so massive in such a small. Yeah. We, when, when Joe and I started, like he said, our idea was, and even even when we pitched it, we only had five pages done, six pages maybe. Yeah, it was eight page eight, preview. Yeah, so yeah. We, we had like eight pages. 
And we we had the inside of the room done, and we were still thinking Tales from the Crypt at that point. Okay. And it really wasn't until we got the contract with Scout and we scripted out the whole first issue, and then we're like, you know, it'd be a lot of fun to just do like like make a good story, a good that's story, about yeah. these people. And then we'll still have like little short stories, but yeah. they won't be, you know, they, they don't have to be the focus. Even though I, I will say. If you read all the short stories, there are little things in there that even if they don't seem relevant now, they're going to seem relevant down the road. Like we we have a plan for everything. Um, yeah, once something's introduced, it plays a larger role later on. Yeah. So we have like a five year plan yeah. laid out of this, and of course, we would have been able to tell this had we're independent creators, mm-hmm. right? Nobody's paying us right. to make this book. We make the book. And we get we get money if it does well on the back end, you know. Yeah. Um, so that that's part of it. We we would be a lot further along if this was like you know uh, a Marvel or DC property or something like that. But since we 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 have day jobs and we have to like pay bills mm-hmm. and stuff, th- this gets put out quarterly. So the story's a little bit slower than it needs to be. But yeah, we have like a solid five years worth of material. Yeah, where we'll you know hopefully one day we'll be able to put out you know 50 issues of this thing yeah yeah that'd be awesome and, and i mean we we also part of part of the reason it's a little slow right now is if in case the viewers don't know <laughs> joe and i are also in charge of uh, black caravan so we we spent like the last eight months last year um developing black caravan all the properties all the branding around it and uh, and getting books out, and now we have books like Phantom Star Killer yeah. out, and the Prophet's coming out, out next month. Soon. And, uh, uh, the Shepherd um, is going to be coming out in January. Like we've got a, a great line of of books, and that's kind of taken us back. Like we have most of the first the the next issue of Electric Black done, but we've been so focused on the Black Caravan stuff that we're kind of we had to put some stuff on sitting on it a while. little bit, yeah. yeah. Well, and I really love the the whole black mm-hmm. caravan that you're doing too, because I, I feel like even though it's kind of been slowed down for you guys, like I feel like the the works and the world that you guys are building, um, the fan base is growing with you as it does too, because it seems like black caravan especially is getting this like you really haven't had much other than Phantom Star Killer yeah. and Electric Black, and like the fan base is getting insanely huge and. I'd, uh, fan, I've got the ash can for Phantom Star Killer. I love this series oh, already. Awesome. I'm I'm a, I'm obsessed with it. Uh, I I had two, but my son stole <laughs> one, of course, because he just loves the cover too much. Um, but so it's one of those things where it's like you guys maybe have slowed down, and, and especially as indie creators, it is the the feel of that slow process because I get that from a lot of people I've talked to. But it feels like, uh, especially now, there's so many more fans getting mm-hmm. into it. That even though it's coming out slowly, it feels like by the time it starts to really pick up for you guys, that it'll be uh, even better for you guys because there's so many people getting yeah. into this. And yeah. fan, the Black Caravan thing you guys are doing is is awesome. Like every week, I feel like I'm waiting to see if there's something else coming yeah, out that's uh, the thing. to we, be announced. We, we've only started to touch on the things that are coming out, out next year. Um, actually, it was supposed to already be be released already, but I think scout's still waiting on the boxes is there's going to be a, a box coming out that we'll be able to talk about hopefully next week. Yeah. Uh, it's a black caravan curated box. Mm. Uh, you get, um, issues one through four, various covers 
of the electric black. Uh, you get electric black presents number one. I think it's a black and white cover. Nice. You get uh, a random cover of one of the 18 covers that were made for Phantom <laughs> Star Killer. And then um, the, the cool new thing that's in there that nobody has seen is a new book that Rich is writing called Gods of Brutality. Oh, man. So the Ashcan oh, will seen. be in that. Uh, it has a wicked awesome cover. Uh, the interior content's great. And it falls right in line with what we're doing with like horror and okay. sci-fi. And it's, uh, I'll let him talk about his book in a second. Yeah. But, uh, so that's the, new, that's the new content. And the only way to get that ash can thus far is going to be through that box. Plus, and this is a cool thing. Every box is going to come with a cursed object. Oh, I was just going to ask from the that. electric black. Julius Black is sending it to you, the purchaser of a Black Caravan that's, box. That's kind of scary, man. So it comes with the <laughs> story, the object itself. It's all in there. And then there's four mini prints that highlight Rich's. Um, he did all the jetpack Forbidden Planet. Um, it looked like the yeah, homages yeah. to Tales from the Crypt. So all four of those covers oh, will be in man. the box. Uh, they're comic book sized uh, prints. prints. Yeah. Take my money um, right now. <laughs> yeah. I think that oh oh and then it'll have one copy of it eats what feeds it second printing oh. which is the giant alligator cover yeah uh, now that's a yeah. scout proper book but it's it's a horror it title in, and it fits yeah. our nice it, we, we decided we wanted like one scout book to like highlight yeah. and yeah. that was that was it, it does feel like oh, it yeah. fits in yeah. the universe yeah. of the uh it's just yeah and it's a amazing yeah. book i so, love that book so is there is there a price point for that box it's a hundred dollars oh okay i'm gonna have to <laughs> i'm gonna have to figure out how to drop that on on that news on my wife because uh that, that's one you don't tell her don't tell her about. <laughs> oh uh she'll find out <laughs> well look what santa got me for christmas it's like the scout boxes it's a customized uh black caravan box okay and there are only a hundred of them available. Ooh, that's the thing. All right. So it's pretty that, limited. Yeah. That's I'm going to have amazing. to figure that one out. <laughs> all right. So, <laughs> so uh, going off of those, those, those cursed objects. So I'm looking at right here, one of the first few pages of electric black, and I'm looking around the room here. Do, do you guys, how many of these items do you guys have in your head? Uh, stories for it just depends on whatever storyline we're currently working on. So next year, um, uh, without giving too much away, we're going to take you back in time to the dark caravan, yeah. which was uh, the electric black while it was on the road. Yeah. Um, before it was a time traveling uh, shop. shop. Okay. And so it's all about these children of the moon and it, it's Ooh. got that kind of night breed feel to it yeah. where they're collecting these uh, people with powers and stuff like that. And the objects in that are, they, they feel a little bit more ancient than the stuff you've seen so okay, far. That yeah. seems a little bit more, um, you know, timely, uh, you know, there's, there's not going to be a ship's compass in there. For example, it's uh, the first object is like a stone, yeah, you know, like a mystical rock. Yeah. And then, um, but without giving too much else away, it, it's older. Stuff. But yeah. Well, while we're drawing this, like Joe and I have a really good time because, because we both draw it especially in that first issue, we were both doing, yeah. you know, things inside the shop. So, uh, you know, I drew the first couple pages in the shot of the shop and he drew the, the last half of it inside the shop. And, you know, we would call each other like, Oh, I'm going to put this in there. Or I'm going to put that in there, or you should put this thing in there. And like the wooden Indian from, mm-hmm. from Creep Creep show. show. Yeah. yeah. We, 
like that was a no brainer yeah. for us. So that's in there. Um, and then, and then Joe would call me, he's like, Oh, I just put horn, you know, uh, like, like a trumpet or a trombone yeah. or something in the background and be like, Oh yeah, well we could do a, a story about new Orleans or something like all these nice. objects could have stories. Not necessarily, we don't necessarily have something for all of them, but because Joe and I write, con- I mean, that was the reason we wanted to do this book because Joe and I write so much on our own. Mm-hmm. We thought it would be really cool. Like, Hey, if Joe has an idea for a short story and I've yeah. got an idea for a short story, we can totally take an object from that and we can put it into the shop and yeah. And figure out how it's going to work its way. In. Cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's one of these things uh, that nobody seems to get either is that Rich is a very accomplished <laughs> artist and writer. So am I, we don't actually need to work with other people. We chose to work together, yeah. you know, but we do 50, 50 work on yeah, these books. It looks like, uh, it. all right. I want to do so. something fun here really quick guys. <clears throat> and and maybe I'm going to be throwing you guys, you know, on, on your feet here. So I want you guys to look around your room and find one object and come up with a story really quick. It could be a really quick story. The gumball. <laughs> we got a gumball here. A gumball. All right. I'll take the, uh, what is that? This is a fire starter made from Blackbeard's uh, uh, beard wax. See, it was one of his uh, pieces of beard. They chopped it off. And if you ignite it, it'll summon his ghost. Ooh, I like there that. you go quick it's just a fire starter that's rope <laughs> <laughs> so uh this this gumball uh some poor little kid choked on it and um and after he choked on it he uh you know he, it was one of those things where uh he was in high school he was in, he was like a, a freshman in high school new kid at school after lunch they they would always take a bathroom break and they would bully this kid and they take him in the bathroom they put him in the trash can and shit and uh and in the end, they like shoved shoved gumballs down his throat until he died. If I knew we had ten minutes to tell a story, <laughs> I would have given you a ten minute story. Half <laughs> of that half of that story is based on something that happened to me in high school. <laughs> oh, being man. the new kid in school sucks. So, so one thing I, I wanted to touch on too is that. Um, I, I also loved that, uh, Rich, you've also been bringing back some of uh, some old titles that you've also been working on because um, you just had the Kyra Jungle yep. Girl come back. And then uh, uh, is it uh, per, the per Yeah, per uh, which which I find funny because I was looking at uh, just looking at because I try to research some stuff uh, before I talk about it. I was looking that up online at work and my uh, supervisor was looking over <laughs> my shoulder and he's like, perhaps not. I like that. <laughs> <It was> just, <laughs> but it was one of those things where like um i love that you're also bringing back some of your older stuff that was really good and, and or is continuing and people may not have gotten into it back then because indies weren't where they are now so it's it's fun because like i never read kyra and uh I now i'm i'm in love with it so <laughs> i appreciate, I appreciate <laughs> but, that yeah it, that's one of the things so you know doing black caravan stuff one of the things that joe and i yeah, when we when we started, and Joe is actually the reason the Perhapanots is at Black Caravan. When when we started, it was very like, all right, this is this is horror and dark sci-fi, right? And and we were both we were very focused on all the submissions that came in needed to be they need to be dark and gritty and you know horror based, you know, even if it was sci-fi. And um, Joe went over so like like you know Craig, Craig and I Craig Russo. Uh, drew um, Kyra Alien Jungle Girl 
And so we've been friends forever. And, um, and Joe went over to Craig's house after a convention and saw how much he really loved doing the Perhapanauts. And Joe's like, Hey, what do you think about publishing the Perhapanauts at Black Caravan? And I'm like, I don't know. It's kind of light and like, I like it. I enjoy <laughs> the book, but it's, does it really fit in with what we're doing? And Joe just kept working on me. And, and finally I'm like, you know what? Yeah, let's put it out. It's a good idea. And that that's nice. Craig and Todd DeZago are the two guys that work on that. Yeah. Book. So awesome. And yeah. we're really, yeah, well, and- we're excited about that. Um it, it's cool that that we can bring some of these legacy mm-hmm. books that uh you know that was at Dark Horse and Image Comics and wow. we're we're mm-hmm. repackaging it, but we're also putting in new content mm-hmm. for stuff. So um, if anybody missed all the stuff before, we're going to reprint everything. We're going to do it in really nice trades. So every trade has, uh, you know, it's going to look like they were, they were made to be a set together. Nice. So all the designs going to be nice and, and kind of uniform and everything. And like I said, they're, they're creating new content for it. So even if you did read it all before, um, old readers will get something new yeah. out of uh, a new going from nice. it. And then uh, same thing with the shepherd that, yeah. Um, so James Hake is the president of scout, which mm-hmm. means he's the president of black caravan as well. And we have a um, arrangement with him where every one of us gets like a property that we can put in without the other guys having to agree on it. Mm-hmm. And James brought this to us because he was passionate about it. He brought us the shepherd which was published at um, Caliber. Yeah. Okay. And so we're reprinting all the original Caliber stuff with a brand new first 10 pages um, of artwork. Wow. And then, um, so that's three volumes that you'll be able to catch up on next year. And yeah. that is, and oh, nice. we've become very good friends with the creator of that. And he is now doing some editing work for us at Black yeah. Caravan as well. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I, I think I know it's not part of the Black Caravan, but I've got to touch on it because it's a book that I have people at my work who are buying copies through me because they want to get a copy. So I have to touch on this book, Murder Hobo. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> just just really quick because uh, I I have I've not been like I've got some weird friends, but so it's easy to get them into this book, but. This was a huge success also, uh, just seeing this book launch, because yeah. there's people that are buying this book that, from me, even, that don't read comics. And so it was great to see that. Like, uh, Yeah, we, we have a lot so of fun we, getting drunk and stoned and coming up with the ideas <laughs> for it. And that's not even a joke. And uh, <laughs> uh, Jason is... Um, he, his, he was a good guy to team up with because I don't draw a very cartoony style. And so he brought like a real flavor to that. You know, he's a fan of like Rick and Morty and um, mm-hmm. uh, all, all that bizarre Tim and Eric type humor. And, and so he, he brings a like nice cringy palette of like, I have to like reel him back. Sometimes you wouldn't be, you'd be shocked <laughs> by the amount of, stuff that he's tried to put out before where I'm like, no, dude, we can't really print that. That's too much. Yeah. He's kind of like a mad genius uh, when it comes to some of the content that um, we put together. Um, and we have a full team of guys. So the next issue of that comes out, it's another one shot. It's called all in at the dragon shaft. That'll be out in December, and uh, that'll be the last book that just me and Jason are working on. Um, 
next year uh, we have a new series launching in um, March called Murder Hobo Chaotic Neutral. And we've got artists <laughs> Steve Mardo, Steve Levine from TMNT, uh, Ryan G. Brown, and uh, Jason will be doing a story in it as well. And then I have a guest writer, Jarrett Melendez, coming on to do one story every okay. issue. And then I write the other three stories. Um, nice. And that's already shaping up to be more horrible than these last two <laughs> books. And, but, and, and we're oh, actually man. now talking to sculptors and stuff. We're going to be making miniatures okay. um, for the murder hobos and stuff like that. I don't know if oh, you saw the news. Crazy. It got up. Yes. Before, uh, so amazing. Uh, and I think we got to touch on that because we yeah. uh, got the pictures of it. Well, we had the Phantom Star Killer and we had the Draco. But they also put out the pictures uh, today after yesterday, which was a little late, but had me hyped oh. even more of showing off Julius. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, have, I, I have actually. Have, uh, yeah, uh, I have one of the figures I, I actually here. haven't heard this. Uh, uh, now, we won't be reproducing this particular figure. Uh, the next one we're doing is going to be a more deluxe version. Um, it'll look like the cover to issue one, but it'll be oh, Julius man. like in the center. And then that if you ever cool look looking. at the original issue one cover, it's all black and orange. So he'll be an all black yeah. figure with orange highlights all over him. So it looks oh, like he's awesome. part of the cover. And that'll yeah. be, uh, yeah. I think there's going to be a limited amount of those. Cause um, the head sculpt for this was done by um, a really accomplished sculptor. His name's Ben Aslan, uh, Ape Drape Studios. He did Julius's head wow. and then the body and casting for the whole thing and packaging was done by Peter Goral, who's the creator of Phantom Star Killer. So, and then Rich did all the, the card art for it. That's so. Well, and I think that showed like how big uh, <laughs> your, your properties and electric black is getting with yeah. a lot of this being announced this quick. Like, I mean, in a year that a lot of stuff has been backburnered or pushed mm-hmm. back or a lot of people have been, uh, hurt by stuff. Um, your uh, your stuff and the fans have really grown exponentially. Mm-hmm. And seeing all these announcements lately of uh, movie, TV stuff, and then yeah. action figures and toys is really amazing to see this year. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and Super Rich cool. has um, so through. You saw the announcement for Tracker. Rich is going to be putting out a line of. Can we talk about that? Yeah, sure. Uh, it's not signed yet, but. Yeah, why, why not? Let's let's talk about it. So, <laughs> um, uh, a good friend of mine, Sean McManus, who is known for, um, he worked with Neil Gaiman on Sandman, and he worked with Alan Moore on Swamp Thing. Um, he, he's been doing Marvel and DC work for the last 30 years. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he did a set of uh, zombie baseball cards. And, um, and, and we were, we were talking about it like, man, that'd be really cool to put out through black caravan. Mm. And Joe's like, well, we're starting this tracker thing. That's going to be toys and, and collectibles. collectibles and stuff. Yeah. And maybe we should do it through that. And so, so one of the first things that they're going to do through tracker is, is this zombie baseball card. Wow. So it's going to be, it's going to be a very, um, wax packs, wax packs, like <laughs> nice. 18 cards, you know, it's going to come with like a little box that looks like one of those wax packs boxes, but like on a miniature scale, it's going to be a real collectible kind of thing. Um, you know, we're still trying to figure out the details of, are we going to do sketch cards in there or holograms or, or something like that. But, um, multiple purchases would be 
welcome because you might yeah. not get the full set all in one. So right. okay. it, it has that sort of tops collectible yeah. baseball card thing going on with it or garbage. Bin. I'm, yeah. I'm stoked for that. I've been wanting cards for a cool. while. <laughs> uh, there's been a lot of posts from a couple of different creators from scout that I'm yeah. like, you need these and, in cards. And <laughs> it's going to lead to other yeah, other cards. So this is our Rich first is thing. sort of like going off and yeah. like figuring out how we're all going to put this, uh, these yeah. card things together for potential, uh, Future, so the thing with Tracker Toys is all the IPs from Scout, mm-hmm. uh, with creator consent, are open source to us. Super cool. So um, that would be like one of the first things that we'd be delving into, and then if you know, with the success of that, which I think it will be, mm-hmm. um, we'll be able to put out more. That's really cool. Stuff like right. I really, and, I really yeah, hope that we awesome. get that really horrible gum as well that doesn't uh, <laughs> crumbles. Yeah, as- <laughs> I don't know if you're going to get gum, but there might we might find some, you might find something, something in there that reminds you. Of, <laughs> right. Yeah. That'll be that'll be one of the the haunted items. Right. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Don't chew that gum. For sure. <laughs> yeah. We'll but, that, I mean, we'll get- through through this the the pandemic, Joe and I have really, you know, made a point to try to. Uh, get our get our ducks in a row like just really took this opportunity to to see where we could expand you know we both like the greatest thing about joe and i working together is like you said like we're both accomplished writers Mm -hmm. and artists on our on our own and together um you know joe brings this whole side of toys and everything Mm -hmm. and and we we each kind of have our own specialties that we're bringing to the table and just make a, a much wider um, more colorful world that that we're playing in toys and and cards and all this other yeah. stuff doing right? magazine format right. books and which was yeah. the, how the electric black was originally supposed mm-hmm. to be done was as right. a magazine uh it was shot down initially so yeah. now we're getting to do it through nice. we invented scout prestige right the cursed edition the cursed or, edition yeah. has come out but now they're going to be putting out uh the next one is uh solar flare yeah. yeah, so Solar Flyer is yes. getting the same sort of treatment yeah. that was that was in the Sunspot yeah. Yeah. edition. Yeah. Now, now you're you're gonna want to wait for the the Blackout edition because the Sunspot <laughs> edition they did on a gloss stock, which I told them not to do <laughs> because that's all thumbprints, guys. That's all thumbprints. That's all you see. Like on our first run of the Cursed Edition, no, no bueno. You want to get it on this matte stock that we're doing everything on <laughs> much nicer. Yeah, there you go. Now the Sunspot edition is gonna be fine. It's a yellow cover. You won't be able to see the thumbprints, but the Blackout edition. Yeah. I told it's going to be, you got to put it on map yeah. stock. Otherwise, I'm <laughs> There you go. All right. You know what, guys? We are running pretty long here, but you know what? We appreciate you guys hanging out with us and here on Two Scout Geeks. We are super excited for all this really cool stuff coming out from Black Caravan and Electric Black. Like I, I told you guys, I was really weary about this, but I was into it. Uh, Joseph, I got to tell you, dude, uh, Murder Hobo might be killing it everywhere, but man, dude, that is a really rough one to get through for me at least, but, uh, it's still good, dude. Sorry about that. It's all good, dude. I'm, <laughs> hey, I, I still bought, I've got two covers, man. I still got my first printing two covers back here, man, but I read it once Wait and I'm like, see next issue, man. Huge. <laughs> oh, I had to, I had, I literally, I literally had to go to and wash my eyes out, man. I was like, what am I looking at here? <laughs> but it was a fun book, man. It was really cool, but I, I'm going to be truthful with you, man. It was for me, at least it was really rough, rough one to get through. <laughs> 
but I'm sure that's what you guys were going for, right? That's awesome, though. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I think you're gonna get, you're gonna see some similar aspects of that in God's brutality too. That's so. awesome. Yeah, get ready. Hey, and, and but uh, this is me. I'm saying it. I, I will definitely purchase my copy. I'll read it, and I'm still in it, man. I'm still in it, even though I'm like I gotta wash my eyes out after I read it. But it's all good, dude. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you know what? we appreciate you guys coming out, hanging out with us right here on Two Scout Geeks. We will see you guys next time. See you guys. See you guys. John, will you please see us out? Yes, sir. And remember, Scout is what it's all about. Scout's what it's all about. Scout's what it's all about.